0: I'm Jeff Hemmings. This is Brian's Finest Radio Show, online, DAB, and podcast, bringing the artist closer to you. What
1: have you been doing today? We've actually been to Gibson so Tom can get a new guitar. All oh, right, nice. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Tom got a new guitar, so we went to the pub afterwards and celebrated him getting a new guitar. Is that a freebie? It's a freebie for a couple for a of months.
0: Um, and then what
1: happens? <laughs> you have to give it back. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought, uh, well, he's
0: uh, it might be scratched or scuffed or, you know. <laughs> that yeah.
1: was one thing I was thinking when I was in there. I was like, they all look brand new. I was like, yeah. they're going to come back slightly scuffed. Like, he's taking it on tour. They were like, you, you're just using it for a recording, right? And he was yeah. like, uh, no, I'm going to take it on tour for a few weeks. Mm. And I am like, okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's not going to come back in the same condition.
0: No, very unlikely, isn't it?
1: If anything, it's just going to smell more. So you're sort of in between um, uh, tours at the moment? Then we're on a UK tour for the best part of three weeks. Um, And then we come back, uh, we finish in London on the 3rd of March. And then two days later, we go to the States for a few weeks. Are you doing um, South by Southwest? Yes, we're doing two shows in New York, two in LA, one in Seattle. And then we go to South by for... For the whole of South by, yeah. L- at least one a day at the moment. We try not to hit it too hard. Have you um, been have you been there before? <sighs> no. Have you? No.
0: <laughs> but I've heard millions of stories. <laughs> yeah. Do you know Tim, our manager? No, I don't.
1: Uh, he's been six or seven times. He says it's really fun. But yeah, it's I, I think I think it's unlike a lot of the UK like great escape and stuff. I feel like it's more hectic than that.
0: Well, it'll be an experience, that's for sure.
1: We're, we're all looking forward to it. Are
0: you are you recording as well at the moment, or thinking about recording? Yeah.
1: So up until the week last weekend, we just finished recording the demos for the album. We're looking to record when we get back from the states, so April time. And it's going to be in a
0: new environment, isn't it? Because I understand that you were you recorded the two EPs in
1: your mum's garage. Is that right? Yeah. That, yeah. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. It literally was. It kind of still is. They she's moved out of there now, but it was just a garage that was converted kind of illegally. As in, we, there was still a garage door on the front. It looked like a functioning garage, but behind it was just a brick wall. Uh, and inside there was a very small. You probably get a smart car inside it, kind of space. And that's where we kind of uh, wrote the first two. They sold the property, so we started writing the album in a a normal in. Like a studio or rehearsal room environment. And then uh, we kind of missed quite a small space because we were in a very large room because we yeah. were like, we can. And then after a few weeks, we decided to make it uh, decide to go smaller. We uh, downsized our rehearsal room, and then where we've been writing as well is very small as well. Uh, so where we've been recording is very small. Uh, and I think it suits us very well. Kind of connecting with the other musicians, but also kind of it makes everything more. If you don't need to play it, don't play it because you're just making too much noise for such a small room. We told him that we wanted to record some demos, and we did. A, it took us about three hours. We just set everything up and just recorded, and we were going to do five tracks. We had the an, an idea uh, which we added on. It was like we were here, and it's still quite early in the day, so we did a track which became Magic and Megan, and the whole EP was kind of very. The recording was very because we thought it was gonna be demos it's very like a snapshot of where those songs were at the time and florence devoted uh she had never recorded before uh it's all very kind of fresh and new and we kind of then kept that going on the second one we we recorded with the same guy again and we're now in a weird phase on the on the album where we've kind of done that again with the demos we kind of tried to keep it quite snapshot of where those songs were at the time to the point where we're like maybe we can just release these demos because they sound good enough yeah uh, and we've, we've definitely released demos in the past yeah i think we're going to try to uh, actually take it into a studio and try
0: to recreate it so it's all a bit of a, an adventure still basically the recording process. yeah
1: we've been so fortunate with our position and, it, and everything that keeps happening that we're constantly learning to try and understand what works best for us writing and recording wise. Yeah. And uh, so far they're just recording snapshots of where things are at the time mistakes and all. And I don't just mean as like a bit of a bum note, but as in like we'd like to change structures and stuff, but where that was at that time, that's kind of just how we settle on the demos we're recording that day. And we were very happy. So maybe we will kind of just recreate that in some kind of form. Yeah. It was quite weird though. Some of the demos we had kind of written maybe three months ago, just, on a random practice. So before you hooked up with her,
0: you were basically trying to jamming and uh, finding your feet, as it were?
1: There was never a plan for it to be a band. Myself and Nick, the drummer, had been in a band called La Shark for a few years, and we'd done various playing bass and drums for people for a good, like, I guess now 12 years. And we're very close friends as well. But Nick goes out with a girl called Alice, who's a twin, and the other twin, Elizabeth, she goes out with, Tom, the guitarist right. um, so we all hang out together a lot and we kind of have spoken quite a lot about playing on different projects or ideas that each other had and then one day we kind of just decided to just jam and we kind of carried on jamming mainly because my mum kept feeding us so yeah uh yeah we'd come <laughs> over like a and great mom get, yeah yeah we'd get a free dinner out of it yeah so we kind of did that for a few months and then after a while still didn't think we'd be a band we kind of was just enjoying playing and hanging out together yeah we were like maybe we tried some vocals ourselves it sounded horrendous started to think about who could do vocals on top and even then when Flo did get involved we only ever thought that we would do a cassette just for ourselves so it's
0: been a it's been a kind of like a pleasant surprise how it's all turned out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, massively yeah, I think a bit of an understatement.
0: I mean, it's not that long ago, is it? I don't know when you played your when did you play your first gig with um with
1: Flow. Not much more than a year and a half ago. And already... That was her first ever gig like uh to the point where in soundcheck when the sound engineer was like, can you test your vocal? She just turned around to me and was like, what do I do? And I was yeah. like, just, just speak into the mic. And she was like, okay. That's how kind of, um, yeah, I'm used to that environment she was. Sure. And then she kind of, yeah. And, but she enjoyed it very quickly, yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I understand that she was really reticent to, to begin with, obviously because she'd never she, been on she, stage she, before. And...
1: She's never been in the band. She's never been a musician. Yeah. So um, she quit the band about three times before she actually joined. Right. Um, and then once she was in, she kind of, because she's always worked with words. She's, she's an artist and she uses words in lots of her visual, visual art. Myself and Nick have known her for, for the best part of 10 years, just through friends. And we kind of know of her her other work and Tom... They've known each other, they studied together and they lectured together. So we kind of knew her vibe and we knew it'd be something interesting. Yeah. But we didn't, we didn't, we were, we were very lucky with how well it landed. Yeah.
0: Brilliant. So she's not going to leave now, is she? fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Probably> not now. <laughs> so how does, a, how does a typical dry cleaning song come about then? Is it uh, the music first, the words after, or do you sometimes
1: jam it all together? So we do a lot of, we record everything and good or bad, we record everything Uh, while we're jamming. She will have multiple pieces of paper with lots of sketches of sentences and words, and she'll kind of work her way through it. And then the next few days after that jam, we will listen to it and we will kind of highlight moments that we like. And then Flo's kind of constantly writing over that. And then we'll come back maybe a week later and kind of put some parts together or talk about the dynamics of the song and Flow will just be playing on top of it the whole time.
0: As far as I understand, that her words are a collection of sort of snapshots and conversations and things that she's picked up from a variety of sources, and then she just sort of jumbles it into some kind of song form. Uh, I, I read somewhere that uh, she she likes the, the her sort of vocal delivery sort of doesn't give much away in terms of the emotion behind the song, so you don't know if it's personal, or if she's feeling positive or negative about. Some of the things that she's singing about does that make sense and um
1: yeah i agree it's also hard for me to judge and so yeah a lot of times it kind of only happens once we actually record that actually get to really digest the lyrics for example there's uh a lyric on the first ep about saw II, yeah. uh which i always thought was about the film for saw 2 which isn't is actually a call it reference which is about the fx twin album so yeah, we don't speak about it too much.
0: I have to ine- inevitably ask you about the name of the band. I don't think you actually know where it came from, but I...
1: I think Tom came up with it, but uh, another band that we listened to at the time was uh, Suburban Lawns. They have a song called Janitor, which is amazing. We've been listening to that song and I've been listening to the record a lot. We were thinking of names kind of around that. It kind of has come around, though, that accidentally it is kind of a bit of a blessing that there's if you're slightly know about the band you see our band name on every high street which i kind of like yeah um (laughs) (laughs) like
0: but if you do if you do a google search you won't come up with your band
1: (laughs) no and you know what also happens as well we get lots of messages from other dry cleaners uh, trying to promote themselves (laughs) or selling dry cleaning goods but do you remember that band like a few years ago hard fi They had, like, a logo, which is a security camera.
0: And I remember at the time
1: thinking, that's, like, a really good idea because you kind of just see those, like, that logo and also security camera everywhere. I was like, oh, like, great idea. And, like, didn't intentionally do it, but kind of found myself uh, in a project where we have something that you see everywhere. So, yeah, hopefully people who hate it see it more.